This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We start in the ACC, Chelsea. The number nine seed, Wake Forest, taking on the number eight seed, Syracuse. Wake playing two and a half. Wake is minus 145 on the money line. Syracuse plus 125 if you want the orange outright. Total set at 153 and a half. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, I am uh, pretty torn on this game because I initially saw some things that kind of piqued my interest because, first of all, the amount of threes that Wake Forest shoots is something that I had to do a double take when I looked at some of these games Uh, because if you look at last game against Syracuse, and here's the thing, against Syracuse, it doesn't really shock me when you shoot a ton of threes because normally that is the secret, or not the secret, but you know that's one of the ways to beat a zone defense. Not that Syracuse's defense is anything to write home again about, uh, but last time around, uh, if you look at the three shot for Wake Forest, let's see, 39 threes. Doesn't this sound like a crazy amount of threes to shoot in a college game? And over the past three games, it's a team that shoots a ton of threes. And listen, over the course of the season, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation, but over the past few games in some of these losses – They're just not hitting the threes. So what do you do with this bit of information? Do you think eventually they will revert back to the mean and a team that is, I think, shooting 37% from the three-point line? Or do you think Syracuse did something defensively to contest those threes and to stop Wake Forest from shooting a good percentage? Because uh, last game, just 10 of 39 from the three-point line. I think it's the latter. In fact, I think I'm going to bet the under in this game. And I'm going to have a couple bets today. One is on the ice. One is in this game because I I think Syracuse will make sure that they can test Wake. I mean, if you want to beat Wake, that's how you have to beat them, right? Because we know the Demon Deacons are going to take three-point shots. But the money has come in on the under. The computer models like the under. And also, I do think there is something. I do not have the numbers to bear this out. But I think there is something to be said for these early games when it's noon. Like, it it lends itself to ugly basketball. It's just hard to get going. We know this. We have a hard time getting going. Now, we're super early in the morning. But playing basketball and being athletic at noon in basketball is something these guys don't normally do. And the under is also hit four of the last five games between these two teams. I like the under here. I think this is one of the other things that jumped off the page to me. Because it's not just, you know, we'll play on the under. It's looking at this number. 153 and a half is Gonzaga playing in this game yeah so you need a ton of points and I get it we have seen some high scoring affairs from both of these teams because like I said Syracuse's defense doesn't always come to play but you also got to remember this is on a neutral court where they have not played on these rims and also you know it's just 
the one problem with Wake Forest is, yes, they can get hot from the three-point line, but also they're not good at rebounding because that is Syracuse's strength. They are very good on the board, so Wake Forest isn't getting a ton of those second-chance shots. So I think that was the case in each of the last two matchups when Syracuse has won both of these. So I do think the under is probably the best play here just because the total is so high. 153.5? Yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I really like that play quite a bit. Let's go to the Big 12. Number nine, Texas Tech. The nine seed taking on number eight, West Virginia. The Mountaineers laying four and a half. They're minus 190 on the money line. The Red Raiders plus 160 total set at 146 and a half. I will trust Huggy Bear, Bob Huggins, and the Mountaineers here. Now, this line has already moved a couple of points in West Virginia's direction. But remember, Texas Tech is playing without their head coach, who is suspended because of the insensitive comments he made towards one of his players. And you never know how a team is going to respond after something like that. I will trust a team with a coach who has been in this situation before. So I'll lay it with West Virginia. What are you going to do? I think this number is a little too steep for me. This one opened Mm -hmm. around two, has already shot up to four and a half. If it was still, you know, in the three-point range where it's a one-possession game, I think I would lay it with West Virginia. But now if it's four and a half, I think it's a little too rich for my blood, especially considering that Texas Tech has already beaten West Virginia on the road. So I don't think West Virginia is trustworthy enough for me to want to lay that many points. I do side with you, especially for a team that just lost their head coach in Texas Tech. But how many other people are thinking that? And I would imagine like that has to do something with this line movement. But at some point, the, the number gets too big. So for that reason, I'm off of it. Yeah, I hear you. That makes a lot of sense. When it moves two and a half points in these conference tournaments, which tend to be tight games, then, you know, if it moves too much, then maybe you look at the other side or you just pass on it. Let's stay in the Big 12. The 10 seed Oklahoma taking on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State laying a point and a half. Oklahoma State minus 120 in the money line. Oklahoma is even money. The total set at 135 and a half. This is a bedlam battle between the Sooners and the Cowboys. What do you think, Chelsea? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It seems to me that you only play Oklahoma against really good teams. Doesn't that Mm -hmm. seem to be the case? Is Oklahoma, like, they're not a good team. Like, nobody's saying that. But for some reason, they'll go out and, like, knock off some of these good teams, beat TCU last time around. Uh, They beat Iowa State, who had flashes of being a good team. And they beat Kansas State. So I don't know what to do with Oklahoma. I think when teams are that volatile – You kind of stay away, but I would lean towards Oklahoma State. I think they're the better overall team. This is a short number, uh, and so I would lean towards Oklahoma State. But still, when you have a team like Oklahoma that, you know, from one time to the next, you don't Mm -hmm. really know what you're getting, I don't really like betting on those type of teams, but I would lean towards Oklahoma State. I would probably just take Oklahoma State on the money line here at minus 120. At the end of the day, this is an Oklahoma team that turns over the basketball all of the time, worst in the Big 12 at turnovers. And maybe you get lucky because Avery Anderson could return for the Cowboys tonight. 
had wrist surgery about a month ago. I know he's questionable for this game, but if you get lucky and he plays, that would be a boost to that Cowboys offense. Let's move to the SEC. Number 12, South Carolina taking on number 13, Ole Miss. Yeah, what a gross game this is going to be. Ole Miss laying six points. Ole Miss minus 255 on the money line. South Carolina plus 215. Your over-under is 134.5. I saw this matchup, and I was like, God. I want no part of this. It looks, at least early on, like a Sharps versus Squares game because the public is on South Carolina, but the money is on Ole Miss. I, I think the money is right. Rebels are 3-1 and one in their last four games overall against the number. They're 7-3 and three against the number in their last 10 meetings against the Gamecocks. But ultimately, I'm just not a fan of this game at all. Ole Miss has been pretty good as a favorite. 11-4 uh, and four as a favorite. Oh, and 16 as a dog. So usually when Ole Miss is favored, those are games that they win. But we are talking about like a sizable spread here. And it looks like it has gone to six. Yeah, it's gone to six. So I think, like I said, do you really want to lay six points with a team that isn't very trustworthy? I think that's the bottom line. And plus, we see chaos when it comes to the SEC tournament. I think this is one of those tournaments where um you know anything can happen it's a neutral site for both of these teams because it's being played in Nashville so neither of these teams probably have like huge fan bases coming to this one I could be wrong yeah uh but yeah uh I think I am gonna pass because I don't think either of these teams really uh are ones that I want to trust especially now it's six and a half for Ole Miss that's way too many no thanks no thank you go read a book take a walk (laughs) get on TikTok anything just don't don't, don't bet on this game. Let's stay in the SEC. Right there in your backyard, Chelsea, there in Nashville. The 11th seed, Georgia, taking on the 14th seed, LSU. You talk about a line that doesn't make any sense. The Tigers are laying a point and a half. They're minus 130 in the money line. Georgia is plus 110, and the total is 141 and a half. What are you betting, or what are you leaning on here? Oh, another game that I don't really want to bet on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game feels like a, a coin flip to me. I think LSU is probably the better squad. Uh, if you look at them, over their recent stretch, though, they are 3-14 and 14 against the spread in their last 17 games. But look at Georgia, 0-6 against the spread in their last oh. six games. Neither of these teams deserve to be bet on, Jenks. I know it sounds bad, like, because this is the last two games that we have talked about. But still, like, what is the angle here? Like, did you find one that's worth playing? No, the only angle is that this line doesn't make any sense. And when it doesn't make any sense, I think, okay, you have to be a bit of a contrarian here. Because I looked at this and I thought, LSU is terrible. They lost 17 of 18. They are the 14th seed. They lost to Georgia earlier this season, and they're favored. And when I see that, I yeah, think, Yeah, but Georgia's wow. not good either. I know they're not. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I, I feel like Georgia should be favored in this matchup. But when I see LSU as a favorite, I think, well, LSU is probably the right side because, as you mentioned, Georgia just isn't covering. I, immediately, this is a game that this is this is just kryptonite to me. I'd stay away from it, and I'd find another game on the board. And I understand that I say that maybe too often, but I think it's an important thing to point out. There's so many games happening today in college basketball, in the NBA, hockey, whatever. You can find better value on the board. Yeah. Uh, Other angle I think that should be worth noting, what do we think about unders in the first game? Or unders in the first half, I should say, of some of these tournaments. Because it Mm. seems like we have seen some terrible basketball. Like you said, some of these early games. So some of these bad teams in the early slot of games Mm -hmm. where they're adjusting to different rims. Maybe it's an angle worth playing. 
Maybe. Yeah, I think that's something worth looking at, especially if it's an early game. And I know I have recency bias because, again, I watched Florida State and Georgia Tech put on a clinic of bad basketball yesterday. Like it was just one bad shot after the other. It was, ah, I'll give the ball to you. You give the ball to me. And I had to turn it over to Law and Order and watch something else like I normally do. <laughs> I tried to watch basketball. I couldn't do it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.